John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is Junk Hill Ticka. And this is the High Gain Podcast. The High Gain, Ed. We're ready. We're so ready. Where are you recording from, John? I am in the bunker again, Ed. In beautiful West Seattle? In beautiful West Seattle, yes. I am also in a bunker in beautiful West Seattle. I'm slightly more west than you, I think. A tad, a couple few blocks. What do we talk about, John? We talk about guitars and such. Sometimes we talk about pedals. I don't know if we've got a pedal today. We do. Because I can't see you. We do. Because I'm not in the same room. You are forced to always sort of guess at what's going on. Okay, cool. I did go yesterday in beautiful West Seattle. Yes. To Thunder Road Guitars. Ooh, yes, you did. It was nice going into the store, and it's so much bigger now. Oh, my God. It's easily twice as big, if not a little more. Yeah, ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Uncle Frank and company, the shop looks great. Yeah. They had a big industrial-sized bottle of Purell right when you walk in the door. And masks. Have to have masks on. Everyone in the store was wearing a mask. Yep. You know. Weren't you going to do the da la 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 <gasps> Yeah, hold on. <laughs> beverages. Yes, beverages. That was some Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> huh. This is going through, by the way, the Chase Bliss Brothers pedal. I've been really enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The overtones on that are really nice. Nice overtones, bro. Sweet, sweet overtones. (laughs) 
What kind of beverage do you got today? I think I might have repeated myself. Okay. I'm trying to remember what I had last week, but I might have the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, I'm going Orca again. It's an Americana Cherry Cola. Did I have that last week? I don't know. Now we're seeing the problem. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sure, we can continue to go to our local grocery stores. Right. But they have way more beverages. Mm Mm-hmm then perhaps the local grocery store is even ordering. A hundred percent. So it's very easy to go to Safeway Yeah, and work your way through whatever the slim cutaway of that selection is. Right. And not even get into the depth that is Orca Beverages. I want some Orca Beverage deep cuts sent my way. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when I'm feeling particularly parched yeah, or nostalgic mm-hmm. or sad mm-hmm. or kind of wistful okay i'll go to the orca beverages website and just scroll through all the different beverages (laughs) looking at the pictures and just wondering how delicious would this be how would this go with a ham sandwich yeah we don't want to be annoying but you know are we not human do we not have needs (laughs) claire went up to the junction the other day and starbucks was open Ooh. So she went into Starbucks. A corporate beverage? I know. I don't necessarily love it, but, you know, this is probably the first Starbucks we've ever had on this show. No, it's not. No? We went to Starbucks on my birthday because you get a free beverage on your birthday. So we're like, (laughs) let's take them for the free beverage. Yeah, corporate ride. Yeah, suck on that. Nitro cold brew. Oh. One of those. Is it like a cold black coffee? It says to pour into a cold glass for maximum enjoyment, and I don't have a cold glass, so... What do they know? I'm just going to drink this thing. And? It's like a cold coffee. Great. Great. Yeah. I have a Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew, a black coffee in a mug, and a smoothie that I made out of blackberries, strawberries, and banana. So I've got three beverages here. I'm ready to go. I'm in this one for the long haul, John. I'm thinking outside the box here, Ed. Okay. What would happen if you just poured a little of that nitro into your smoothie? Mm -mm, I'm not going to do it. No. Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to tell the viewers about this because it could be instructive in terms of beverage technology. Life hack. Yes, life hack. I have cats. Mm -hmm. You could throw a piece of ham on the ground and the cat is going to eat that piece of ham because cats like ham. It's great. Likewise, who doesn't like a crispy, refreshing, cold lemonade? Sure. So I got to thinking once, why don't we just kill two birds with one stone? Yeah. I broke out the blender, squeezed some lemons into there, put a little sugar in there, and some ham. Mm -hmm. I blended that thing up and made like a slurry that I called hamonade. Perhaps one of the most foul things I have ever had to drink. Mm-hmm. But the cats, mm-hmm. they loved it. Mm-hmm. Hamonade. Not into it. Not into it at all. I think I know what guitar you have. You might. This thing is kind of nice. Do I kind of like it? We've got, Ed, Yeah. a guitar that some people have likened to the Loch Ness Monster of Guitars, mm-hmm. the UFO, mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Yeah. This is a Gibson Modern. I love it. Do you? Yeah, I kind of just like it. 
it's that thing where it's like weird. It's not your standard shape. It is a little weird. Is it a 1957? This one is not. Mm. And that's the mysterious part. Yeah. An original example of the modern has yet to be found. Is that true? That is true. Nobody has verified the existence of one. Really? Okay. The appointments on this are pretty simple. Two humbuckers. Okay. A pickup selector switch. And it's volume, volume, tone. What's that all about? A volume for each pickup and a master tone. Okay. From that standpoint, if you're in the middle, both pickups on 10. Yep. So now I can do a couple of things with the master tone. It's a different way of looking at it. But those are the appointments. I guess the electronics are a little weird, but not crazy. Yeah, I mean, you would expect a tone for each pickup, but right. it's pretty easy to wrap your mind around. Sure. Where this gets weird is the design of it. And for that, we need to go back in time, Ed. The time was the mid-50s, Ed. Okay. <laughs> what was going on guitar-wise? Oh, mid-50s. Who was sort of coming on hot and heavy? You've got your Fender yep. and your Gibson, yep, and you've maybe got some Chicago boys cranking stuff out, right? Yep. Is that what you were looking for? That is precisely what I mean. Specifically, 1954, mm -hmm. the Stratocaster. Sure. That thing's a hit. Right. People were digging it. Right. So our man Ted McCarty over at Gibson in Kalamazoo, oh. Oh. he's thinking, uh-oh, maybe we are too conservative in our designs. A lot of what we're doing kind of looks like the old jazz boxes. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the space age. Maybe we have to shake things up. Ooh. I don't know. What are we going to do? So he solicited ideas for new body shapes. Show me what you got. What's space agey? Huh. So this was coming off of the Strat shape specifically in the name. Yes, it was a very targeted reaction to that. When did the Jetsons come out? It's later than that, right? I got to think later, but what do I know? 62. Not too much later. Yeah, mid-century, mid-50s, everything had that, like, futuristic look. Yeah. Huh. I love it. So he settles on three designs. He, in interviews, has said that he ended up designing all three of them himself. Maybe he just flat out stole and took credit for other designs. No. And so he decides we're going to make this series. Mm-hmm. We'll call the series the Modernist Series because we're in the space age times. Yeah, hell yeah. And he designs three guitars for it. One of them is the Flying V that we know. Love it. One of them is the Explorer. Also love it. I have one. And here's the footnote on that one. Yeah. At the time, this is 1957, they did not call it the Explorer. They called it the Futura. Yeah. And then this one, the Modern, which oddly enough at that time yeah, had no name. Okay. Just a shape. Yeah, it was just a shape. Okay. How many did they make? Some people say one for the NAMM show. Some people say, no, there were like five or six. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Yeah. He has said he has one, but for some reason he won't let anybody look at it or authenticate it. Okay. I've got one. No, you can't see it. <laughs> huh. 
Weird. One thing we do know is that Billy Giddens of ZZ Top is quite a collector. This guy knows a lot about guitars. There are pictures of more than one from the time, right? No, that's the thing. Wasn't there pictures at NAMM? None that survive. That is the weird thing. Although there are stories of pictures. Isn't that weird? Nobody can really authenticate it. Hmm. Others at the factory say, oh, yeah, as we cycled through these prototypes, if we didn't like them, we cut them up and burned them. What's the headstock on yours look like, the one you're playing? The headstock is forked. Yep. Although the left side is considerably bigger than the right side. Yeah. Of the V. That one's kind of weird. I like the V-shaped headstock better than what was, I think, the original one, which is just the wedge. Yes. That one I don't really like. The first set of released ones was in 1982. They released only about 143 of them. That's all they made, and they didn't do very well. When they did that, since none existed, they designed it off the patent drawing. Okay, that seems good. Yeah, so if there's anything that's not quite right or wasn't indicated on the patent drawing... They just made it up or designed something new or did it differently. Or... Maybe they should get uh, Billy Gibbons. Give them his magical yeah. modern that he doesn't want anybody to see. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah. Wow. There's an 82 modern on reverb right now. 14 grand. Well, yeah, if there were only 143 of them. Yeah. And then you've got to wonder how many of those 143 are even left. Yeah. You're maybe not likely to see many of them. Nope. I don't think so, John. I don't think so either. We're agreed then. We are agreed. 2012, they re-released it. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I just like it because it's weird, you know? It's just an interesting, different shape. But the 2012 has the gold hardware. Not my thing. For me... If the gold hardware is beat to crap, yeah, I don't even want to touch that. I might catch something. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Maybe, yeah. I might think about it. Right. But this thing is in such good shape, viewers, who are interested in a modern from uh, 2012. The pick guard still has the plastic on it. Fancy boy. This thing might as well be brand new. Yeah. My guess is that whoever bought this in 2012 put it away. Bought it to be a collectible. Yeah. I think so. Maybe thinking it was going to do that 82 thing. And I suppose it probably could because you never see these things. Maybe there's not too many of them out there. The 2012 was also a limited run. Okay. So maybe this is a sleeper. Yeah. The shape of the body is pretty easy to describe. Imagine the Explorer where the base bout juts out behind your arm. Mm -hmm. This looks almost exactly like that. Imagine the other side, the treble side, where the controls are being short and stubby. Yeah. And then there is a lower horn that's really short and stubby. Mm -hmm. And between those two ends, it's curved. Sitting in your lap, the part that's touching your leg is like a sweeping curve. And I got to tell you something, Ed. Yeah. It is really uncomfortable to play. I can't figure out how to get comfortable playing this thing seated. Really? Well, like the Flying V was designed to be played between your legs. Like you put the actual thing between your legs and it seems like it would be that. Right now I've got it between my legs. And then if I switch it to just on my right leg, I just can't get comfortable with this thing. But if you want to put a strap on it, I'm sure you're, you're just fine. 
in 2013, Gibson made what they call the Modern of Doom. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Zach Wild, mo- Ugh, gross. Oh, you looked it up? Yes. Our man Zach Wild, uh, erstwhile of Ozzy Osbourne and then Black Label Society. Yeah. Born 1967 in Bayonne, New Jersey. Okay, is that where you're from? No. <laughs> Bayonne? Yeah. Smells pretty bad. They got a paper factory? You go over one of the many bridges in the area and you can almost just smell the town. <laughs> you know who else is from there? Uh... No, I don't. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. And our man George R.R. Martin. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. The writer of the Game of Thrones stories. Man, pulling it back around. I see. Got it. Okay. (laughs) I had to learn the, the fucking Game of Thrones theme to try to pull that one off. Gibson made a Zach Wilde custom modern Zach Wilde's from Bayonne. George R. Martin's from Bayonne. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I wonder how those books are coming along. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I wonder how the idea of the Game of Thrones prequel is coming along. I don't know. Previous to Game of Thrones, here's what was going on. That series took such a shit at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Does Zach Wilde still play his Modern of Doom? Maybe. It's got the pinstripes. They kind of follow the contours of the guitar. Half of them are angular like a uh, V, and then the bottom half follow the curve. I would not say that this guitar is pretty or elegant. Ugly as hell. I think they tried. You know, it's so hard to make a guitar that's different and doesn't just repel people. And the Modern is one of those. Looking at it, is there any reason that the Modern didn't take off, but the Explorer did? Maybe? Isn't that something? The difference in culture between 1958 and 2020 is like night and day, but the reaction is generally the same. I think it's obvious that in 1958, the Modern was a failure and attempts to re-release it both in 1982 and 2012 don't seem to have been accepted on a widespread basis either. As opposed to, like, The Flying V, a little bit of a failure in 1958, but I think now both that and The Explorer are part of the firmament of guitar shapes. Everybody knows those shapes. I would not mind a Flying V. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that would be great. I'd rather have a Modern than a fucking Les Paul. Can you dig that? I can, except for like in the specific example of a modern. No. (laughs) A V instead of a Les Paul, an Explorer instead of a Les Paul, an SG instead of a Les Paul, sure. Just not the modern. The way it plays and the fit and finish, it's great. The pickups are nice and hot and juicy. God damn. Juicy. Of that 143 they made in 1982? Yeah. The first one off the line, Mm -hmm. it was painted candy apple red, and they gave it to Howard Lease. Do you know that name? Nope. Barracuda? Yeah. Huh. 
I guess they wanted the guy from Heart to have the first uh, <laughs> reintroduced modern in 1982. But not Anne or Nancy? Nope. Okay. Go figure. Weird. Maybe Anne and Nancy were like, yuck. <laughs> Maybe they were like, hey, Anne and Nancy, do you want one of these? And they were like, yeah, pass. We'll paint it red. Yeah, fucking pass. Yeah, we'll paint it red. And then Howard was like, I'll take it. <laughs> Here's a weird thing. Yeah. Around 1982, the Kalamazoo factory closed. Okay. So did they make only 143 of them because they closed the factory and that was it for that? Or does that have nothing to do with it? I can't answer it, John. And it sounds like you can't answer it either. I cannot. <laughs> Great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's what we do here. We raise questions and withhold answers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the people love that. Everybody loves it when we do that. I was in the store yesterday and heard a rumor that Uncle Frank is getting some of those squires. Are you talking about the new Paranormal series? Yes. Yeah, where they take shapes that maybe have existed in the past, maybe not, and mash up with other models? Yep. I believe you're right. A couple of those, I kind of dig a lot. We haven't done a Squire, have we? No. Which one do you like? It's the Tele Hardware on the offset body. Oh, the Offset Telecaster is what it's called. That's your favorite one? Yeah, yeah. That's just my jam. We should just buy one of these. Yeah, hey viewers, <laughs> if you go on the interweb machine mm -hmm. and just look up uh, the Squire Paranormal guitars, you know, if you have any thoughts on one we should try to get our hands on and talk about, let us know and we'll see if we can do that for you and talk about it. Yeah. Tell us what you think about the Paranormals. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool to think, oh, here's a guitar that we got to tell you guys about because of the generosity of our Patreon subscribers. www.patreon.com slash the high gain. Slash the high gain, yeah. If you want to be a part of this, if you want us to acquire some guitarage to tell you about. <laughs> guitarage. You should let us know about that. We are at high gain on Instagram and several other places. Twitters, the Facebooks, the Pinterests. I think potentially, John, this will be my last West Seattle show for a little while. What, what, what? We're going to go down to the Palm Springs, hang out in the desert. I say why not. And you know what, Ed? Yes. I will be disappointed if you are not sitting by the pool. Does the house have a pool, by the way? Yes. Great. I want to imagine Ed sitting by the pool in Palm Springs, wearing a moo-moo, mm -hmm. drinking a daiquiri, Maybe there's a National Enquirer nearby on a little table that you got at the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got one of your little dogs maybe in the lap. I have a pug and a wiener dog. They're coming with. Well, there you go. Until that happens, viewers, go to those interwebs and check us out and we'll catch you next time. Okay, Ed? Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>